0: Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. Like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just one of the boys today, Kyle, and we are talking about episode three of The Last of Us from HBO. Kyle, three for three. Three episodes, three good ones, at least I think we agree. I don't know, you might you might have thought it was stupid and you just didn't tell me, uh, but I think they're three for three with three really, really damn solid episodes. Overall takeaways, Kyle, what, what did you think of this one?
1: Yeah, I I think that the episodes honestly continue to get better and better the way that they're fleshing out these characters and the way that they're really showing that, you know, they're not just interested in giving us a cut and dry, here is the video game, but with real actors, they're actually interested in telling a unique story that is somewhat separate from the game, but in a good way, in my opinion.
0: I agree. I like that it's not just like the show. And there are so many people out there that are that have said things along the lines of, I don't like how this has been changed, this has been changed. And I think I've said this on both the previous two episodes. And I will continue to say it every episode until people learn. But if you want something that is exactly like the game, go play the game. If you want to experience the yeah. story with no differences, go play the game. Go look up a Let's Play of The Last of Us on YouTube. Like go go look up and, and and look up the story, look up the script. Like look up stuff like that instead of complaining because it's an adaptation. Adaptations are loosely based off of the source material they're given. There's obviously liberties that are taken and there and it's all dependent also on the directors, the showrunners, the writers, the producers. It's all dependent on them as well. And I think that that has been I don't think that those complaints have been louder than they have for this third episode because so many people I've seen on Twitter have said, I hate that we don't get any interaction between Ellie and Bill, and I understand that because the interactions in the game are funny. They're very, very interesting. I get that. But I also think that we get a much deeper version of Bill when, you know, might as well go ahead and dive right into the story here. Obviously, spoilers abound. Uh... This episode focuses a lot more on the origin story of Bill and Frank. Now, obviously, in the game, Frank's dead by the time you ever really even see him in the game. So you don't know anything about him. He never talks, never says anything. But Kyle, obviously, the biggest departure from the game is that he's alive for this episode. He's alive for the entirety. And he's, I I think, brilliantly acted. Um, I think the actor's name was Murray Bartlett. Did did a really, really good job playing it. I'm going to look that up just so I don't look like an idiot. But I feel like for backstory on two characters that we're probably not going to see again for a while in in this in this show i feel like i feel like this the show did an excellent job building this these characters up and kind of giving their full story in a very short amount of time
1: oh absolutely i think that the way that they uh you know first of all i have to say the way that nick offerman portrayed bill was fantastic i agree i absolutely loved this scene where, you know, the military comes in and they start tanking everybody, but he's hiding down in a bunker. And, you know, once everybody's gone, he just starts going to town. He's having the time of his life just, you know, raiding all these warehouses like Home Depot and, you know, building, you know, essentially his own town. He's free of, you know, all the societal pressures that were on him. And you really see him kind of, excited and happy to be alive but as time goes on he starts to get lonely and he kind of you know becomes depressed in such a awful world you know the way that things have gone i think that that part is where it was most like the game because in the game obviously you know bill was they that was his entire character he had already lost frank he was very you know hardened and depressed and sad but in this it was almost the opposite because right as you know we see him just learning how to survive along comes frank and that's where things really start changing and i I gotta commend them both um for playing these parts so well
0: i agree I, i think that there's There's some roles that I feel like you could hand to any actor and they would do a really good job with it. I feel like these two roles needed to be... I think Nick Offerman, again, was almost born to play Bill. Like, I really feel like he nailed that because... The funny thing is, obviously everyone knows Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec where he plays Ron Swanson. The funny thing is, I see a lot of similar ideologies between Ron Swanson and Bill to where this feels like a role he was almost born to play. You know, there's the joke at one point when he and Frank are arguing and he's like, oh, I know, you know, uh, 9-11 was an inside job and and, and the government are all Nazis. And... Bill turns around and goes, the government are all Nazis. <laughs> and it, it, it very much sounds like Ron Swanson. It very, very yeah, it much... It
1: definitely was a Ron Swanson moment.
0: It's one of those where I don't think Nick Offerman had to really change up much of what he was doing from Ron Swanson to, to play this role. And again, Murray Bartlett is Frank. you know, For a character that we've never heard speak, a character we've never heard any voice lines from, I feel like yeah. he portrayed what the Frank in the game w- would have been similar to. I feel like he, he played that role... Really, really well. In that, you know, he, he's more or less—I don't want to say like the confident one, but he's like the outgoing of the two. He's the two that's more friendly and more receptive to help. It's obviously part of how they meet Joel and Tess and how they begin, you know, smuggling things back and forth. You know, you know, Joel and Tess giving them things from the city. Bill and uh, Frank giving them, you know, medication and stuff like that, and extra ration cards, stuff like that, from the uh, you know from the outside. Uh, I think that. There, this episode does a great job of also showing the growth of their relationship because they first meet each other, Bill and Frank, uh, Bill doesn't like him and is close to shooting him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he actually, what is it, Frank falls into one of the traps that Bill had set and that's how yeah. they originally meet. Like I just felt like that was very spot on for the character of Bill that a trap is how he meets a man that he falls in love with. That just makes sense. <laughs> That just makes <laughs> makes sense for some. That's a very weird sentence. I say it out loud, but it just makes sense. If you played the game, you know it's one of those. If you know, you know. Um, right. But I, I liked the the progression again of their relationship. You see Bill kind of opening up a little bit more, and then obviously the 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 scene that everyone I think is talking about is the scene with the strawberries. Is the one where you know Frank surprises him with a garden that he's made, and it's he's grown you know all these He's grown these strawberries for him. And one of the best lines is, in, in the episode, I think, was from Bill in this scene. And it was, you know, before you, I never had any, I, I never had any reason to be afraid. And that's him saying, yeah. like, I had nothing to lose. I, was, I, I never feared anything. And now the only thing I'm afraid of is to lose you. And I thought, Kyle, I, again, I think in terms of an emotional episode, I love that these, the, the people behind this show have chosen to go so in-depth with these characters.
1: I absolutely agree. I think uh, one of my favorite lines from the episode was also during the strawberry scene, but it was when, uh, you know, Bill was talking to Frank and he was asking him, he's like, how'd you do this? And he said, oh, I traded one of your guns for the seeds. And Bill goes, what? He starts freaking out on him. And he was like, don't worry. It was just a small one. I was like, that was, that was totally, you know, (laughs) like the whole time I feel like he really embodied this character. He was totally born to play these gun toting prepper characters. Uh, I I mean it was it was so great to see um, you know them interact. Their their whole dynamic was like you said one of the biggest change ups from the game. But I gotta say it 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 feels almost more, you know, wholesome and pleasant the way that Bill's character, you know, ends up because they end up getting to grow old together. And you see you know, them fight a couple of times. But in the end, obviously, they make up. And they, you know, one day wake up and Frank says that, you know, it's his last day. He's in a wheelchair Whew. and he just can't get around as well as he used to. And, you know, he's obviously got some sort of illness. And he's he just decided that, you know... He doesn't want to go on anymore.
0: It doesn't feel and like life is worth Bill. living like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Bill takes him out to do all of these things that he wanted to do, just have the greatest last day that he could. And I think the part that definitely hit the hardest was that dinner scene. Yes. The whole... Time, because you know, you know, it's the end of the day, and so there he, you know, Bill brings out this really nice meal that he's prepared for him and Frank, and uh, Frank says that he wants Bill to crush up these pills and put them in the the wine that he poured for him, and you know, at the end of their meal, you see him pour two glasses of wine, he crushes up the pills, and they both down the drink. And Frank notices that Bill, you know, downed it with him. He didn't just kind of sip on it like you normally would with wine. And so he looks at him and he says, you know, there were pills already in the bottle, weren't there? And Bill says, enough to kill a horse.
0: That's a very Bill line.
1: Yep. (laughs) It really was. I think that that, and then, you know, they get up and they leave that was such you know an emotional moment the whole conversation between them where frank was like you know i i don't like this but you know i i'm okay with it and i think you know that whole that whole part was very very emotional and touching and for a character like bill from the game to see him this way in in the adaptation I gotta. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I I know this might be a hot take, but I think I like this better than Bill from the game.
0: It's very close for me. Yeah,
1: I, I feel a much more genuine connection, honestly, because he feels a lot more humanized. And you know, I also I don't think it takes away from the game in any way. The game, you know, is a different. You know, it's a different story. Obviously, the same premise, same characters, but, you know, this isn't going to be told the way that the game told it. And that is very evident in the last part where Joel and Ellie do come in.
0: Yeah, and and this is, again, a big, big departure from the game because, obviously, everybody that's played the game knows that in in the actual game, I've said game, like, five times in the last 20 seconds, but, you know... If you've played the game before, you know that most of this section is you going through Bill's town, you know, looking for an engine to put in a car, to you know, for Joel to get Ellie across the country, and obviously where they have to go is very far away. They can't just walk the entire way. Um, this this episode does a very makes a very bold decision to never have uh, Joel and Ellie and Bill interact. It makes a very, very bold decision to do that. And, and for me, it worked. For a lot of people, it worked, and that's why you see the high ratings for it. There will be some stupid people out there that say, oh, I want it to be exactly like the game. I want them to fight a bloater just like in the game. And For me, again, I go back to the, if you want that, play it. But, I mean, that just is what it is. Um, obviously, they find, you know, Ellie finds Bill's note that he left for Joel at pretty much informing him that he and Bill, or he, that he and Frank have, you know, overdosed. And that, you know, Joel is welcome to take whatever he needs, uh, whatever supplies, ammunition, weapons, he is, you know, food, he's willing, he's free to take whatever he wants. Um, And obviously, you know, they, they end up with the truck, they take everything they need and they move on to where episode four... The big departure that's going to make... And I don't think it's that big of a departure, but it doesn't really matter what I think. The big departure in Episode 4, if you haven't heard, is that it's going to take place in Kansas City, not in Pittsburgh, like in the game. Yes. So, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference, because in Pittsburgh, they don't really go to any monumental landmark. So, yeah. I don't think that that's really going to make that big of a difference. Um, but I have to say that this... Again, the thing, the reason why I love this show so far is because these are not simple characters. And there's no real good characters. Good as in, like, they're, they're, you know, good versus evil. There's no real good character. Everyone's kind of got damage. Everybody's got trauma. And there's, you know, that's that's part of who they are. I like that we're taking time to learn about each character. And that we're taking time to see their full story. And I think that... No line in the episode better sums up the relationship between Bill and Frank than what Frank says when he informs Bill the morning of his last day, and he says, "I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that you know every day has been the best day of my life with you. I've had a whole lot of bad days with you, but I've also had more good days with you more so than anyone I've ever than more so than anyone else. I butchered that line there, but you get what I'm saying. Like again, it's him recognizing like it hasn't always been easy to thirteen. I think it was thirteen years or so, that they were with each other, or 16 years, it was one of the two. Uh, It wasn't always easy, and it wasn't always good, but there was a lot more good than there was bad. Kyle, let's talk about another scene when the the, uh, Raiders attack, because you told me you thought that Frank might die there.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I was wondering if, you know, Bill, if, if, Joel and Ellie were going to come in about halfway through, and, you know, Frank had died. And I thought it was going to be during that scene, during the Raiders. And when Bill got shot, that threw me for a loop. I was like, no way. I was. Bl- I mean, it was also a really badass scene because I think it really showed how capable Bill has been, you know, not just a- against fighting off infected, but also fighting off the raiders and the other people, you know, in this world who might be out to take his supplies. And when it when Bill got shot, I definitely thought I was like, man, they're about to kill him and you know, it was going to be Frank who was left out, but then neither of them neither of them died there and you know, that it was just full of twists for me, but yeah, I definitely thought that, you know, during that scene that was where Frank was going to end up dying and turns out that wasn't what happened.
0: You know that? Again, that whole scene for me, that was that was funny because there's so much about Bill's character that I love. And right. the the traps and the bunker and, and just like the doomsday prepper in him. that That is some of my favorite parts about Bill is that, you know, you see all of these experiences. You see how much fun he has at the start of essentially the apocalypse when he's going around, driving around right. with this big ass boat. You know, hitched in his truck. (laughs) He's driving around with this big-ass boat, looting all these stores and having fun while doing it. That was a ton of fun. And again, I can't give enough credit to Nick Offerman for how good he was in the show. Murray Bartlett as well. For an episode that primarily features two actors, they absolutely knocked it out of the park. I did like also... We also did get to see, for all the people out there that are bitching and complaining about no no Bill and, and Ellie... We did get to see a little bit of what Joel and Bill interact, a little bit of what their interaction was like. We got to see a little bit of that in a flashback when, you know, he when Joel and Tess first meet Bill and Frank. And for me, it all felt very real to what the game would have been. It felt very, very accurate to how Bill and Joel interacted within the game is that they don't really trust each other, but they know they kind of need each other. And I thought that was great. I love that Anna Torv, who I thought did a really good job of playing Tess the first two episodes uh, leading up to Tess. I like that she got a little bit more screen time and, and wasn't just killed off two episodes in and, you know, that's it. You know, no more of her. Um, but I, I think that the interactions that we did get were very true to the game. Now, the question is, as we wrap this up, what what are, through three episodes, Kyle, what do you think maybe your biggest criticism is For the show so far. Because I I have one. And I think me and you might have the same one. But I'm interested to hear what your biggest criticism for the game. Not for the game. Shit. For the show is. For
1: me honestly. I. Look I I know that they said. That they're you know. Not going to be gratuitous with the violence. And that they're going to try and contain it to us. Slowly. um, Impactful scenes. However, I think that there are a few scenes like the Raiders scene, like, you know, the scene with the clickers in episode two. I think that there are a couple of times where maybe you could have added a little bit more because the game is, it's very violent. And I don't understand how they're going to handle season two because
0: season two is a a part, last of us part two is a very violent video game. One of the most violent in, in gaming history for a game not without Doom in the title. Like Yeah, for
1: real. Like it's, it's a it, very
0: it, violent game.
1: I you know, I, I definitely I don't want them to be gratuitous with it, but I think that in a in a few scenes here and there it's not bad, especially when you're coming off of such a, you know, realistic premise. Um and I think that, you know, I, I as much as I really do enjoy all of the character building. I would like a little bit more action. I'd like to see, you know, some more Joel and Ellie fighting infected or where they start fighting raiders or, you know, other people. Um I would have liked to see, you know, maybe a little bit more of Bill and Frank fighting off Infected or Raiders or Um I would have loved you know, to have seen that's, them that's, looting.
0: Like yes, see that would see have been, like ooh. see like Bill teaching Frank like his ways, like going and looting where he does. I would have liked to have seen that. That would have been cool.
1: Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's that's gotta be my and it's not a huge criticism, but that's gotta be uh probably my my biggest criticism.
0: Yeah, I think that in terms of biggest criticisms, and this is gonna sound like a cop out because this is one that I think the internet has gotten right so far, um through three episodes we haven't really seen a lot of just Joel and Ellie. Haven't really yeah. seen a lot of just them. And I mean at this point, you know, and again, I hate to just compare it to the game, but that's what it's getting compared to. You, we saw a lot more of them, and I get that a lot of it was to build backstory for other characters, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I am excited to see more of those two moving forward, because the beginning of this episode it's the first episode that didn't really have, like, a big tie-in scene to how the outbreak started, or, you know, scientifically explaining the outbreak of the infection, uh it just starts with Joel and Ellie, you know, kind of just picking up and moving on from Tess's death from episode two. And there is one really interesting scene and that's when Ellie finds the clicker. And, yeah. and not really a clicker, I guess it's just a runner that's slowly becoming a clicker maybe because it didn't really look like a clicker because this clicker still had sight. Um, right. and that's the big thing with them is that they're blind and they stay see with sound. Basically they, they use mm-hmm. like essentially echolocation. Um, You kind of see Ellie's anger come out. Yes. And you see her anger when she kills it. And I think that that's interesting. I don't think that scene was in there for nothing. I think that scene is in there. I think that scene is in there to, to plant a thought in your head of, you know, this girl's got some anger. She's got some hatred in her. And that's how Ellie is in the game, too. Ellie has a lot of anger within her, has anger issues. And she's like that in both games, to be honest. Um... So I don't I don't think that that scene was nothing. I think that that absolutely has has some ramifications moving forward. That's just the beginning of it. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is that in terms of things that were brought over from the game to the show, I loved Pedro Pascal's delivery of his last few lines to Ellie before they leave Bills at the very end. And that's you know he gives her her little speech of if we're going to keep moving forward, here's how this is going to work. You don't bring up Tess ever. You don't tell anybody about your condition and you do what I say when I say it. And I, I, I closed my eyes and I replayed it at the end of the episode once, you know, the credits rolled. I went back and listened to the scene closed my eyes I said, that is Joel. Pedro Pascal Absolutely. in that moment, that is Joel. And I was already sold on him from casting. I liked what we'd seen the first two episodes, but in that scene I was like, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm ready for this. And I and I, I, really think that Bella Ramsey is going to be doing the same thing for the character of Ellie, these next couple of episodes. I think for the first three episodes of this series to be as good as they are, considering that most video game adaptations do not do well critically. They do well with the box office. They do well with the views. But they don't do well critically. The fact that they've done this well through three episodes, and we've got some really good stuff coming up, especially when Sam and Henry enter the fray, and I'm really excited for that. Uh, I think that's going to be some of the best episodes of the series. Uh, I'm interested to see, because I think that they leaked the next two, like, run times for, mm-hmm. for the episodes. I think one is going to be, like, an hour and 12 minutes, and the, another one's going to be, like, 58 minutes. Oh, so, yeah. it's going to be a little over two hours. There's part of me that wonders, do you think Sam and Henry will get two episodes? Um, Because honestly, their storyline in the game is not short.
1: I think they'll probably end up getting two episodes.
0: I would like that. I would like to see those two characters given two episodes. I think that... That'd be cool. I think that they're great characters. And again, if they're... We talked about it earlier, Kyle. I said that it wouldn't shock me. And people are going to hate this if you didn't like backstory. It wouldn't shock me if part of one of the next few episodes was backstory for those two of... Okay, here's how they ended up in, I guess, Kansas City now. And here's who they were with before. Here's what led them to leave and separate. (laughs) I feel like there's a good chance all of that happens and I feel like there's also a good chance we see a look at what their lives were like before the outbreak. Right. Which we don't know anything about. That's never been talked about by anyone with Last of Us is what was Sam and Henry's, what was their life like before the outbreak. I would be interested to see I guess more of that to see kind of like where they were as brothers before all of this happened. So, Last of Us episode 3, Great episode. Three really good episodes so far for this show, and I—I I know we are—we are counting down the—the uh, the days until we get episode four this Sunday. So that's going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow us on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For the two non-existent asshats, and Thacker and Matt, <laughs> and for Kyle, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.